on episode 317 of Nintendo Switchcraft. SteamWorld Quest has a release date. Perfect World Entertainment. Could we get a Zelda 3? The Nintendo download and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Josh E. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. I'm not going to do this every time, but we want to hit the ground running. I've got a brand new podcast and I want you guys to check it out. It's called StadiaCast. Head to anchor.fm slash StadiaCast or runjumpstomp.com slash shows and check it out. Uh, Even if you aren't interested in Stadia at all, just subscribe to it and let it download so that so that Apple podcast thinks that it's awesome and then maybe recommends it to people. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. Let's talk about the Nintendo news that we have to talk about. Uh, I want to start with, you know what? I'll start with the Nintendo download. Every week, Nintendo posts the Nintendo download to their press site, and then I post it to um, to runjumpstomp.com. And I'm not going to go through everything because there's a bunch of stuff on here. Uh, but Yoshi's Crafted World is coming out tomorrow. Uh, they said, this is what Nintendo says on the... Nintendo download. They say jump into a new Yoshi adventure in a world made of everyday objects like boxes and paper cups. As Yoshi, you'll leap up high, gulp down enemies, and set out on a treasure hunt to find all the different collectibles. On the flip side, certain stages can be played backwards, providing new perspectives to to explore and new ways to locate some of the more craftily hidden items. The Yoshi's Crafted World game is available on March 29th. So when they say on the flip side, like they've got all these cardboard boxes and stuff set up and you can like walk through doors in the cardboard boxes and then the whole stage flips to the other side. And now you're walking behind all of this scenery that has been built, which looks like, you know, these cool like lush gardens and stuff that Yoshi's walking through. But then you're on the other side and it's all like cardboard junk and stuff like that. It's really kind of cool. Um, I'm not going to get Yoshi's Crafted World. I've talked about this before. The Yoshi games really don't appeal to me. But I played the demo and I could easily tell that the demo was... Or I'm sorry, I could easily tell that this is a very, very good game. And if you are somebody who likes the Yoshi games, then you should check it out. Uh, if you haven't downloaded the demo... I think it's still available. If it's not, then sorry, you missed out. Uh, but download the demo, see if you like it. And then if you do, there you go. It comes out tomorrow on March 29th. I'm recording this on Thursday. They also highlighted a game called The World Next Door. Uh, they say it's a mix of lightning fast puzzle battles, powerful storytelling, and immersive visual novel elements. The World Next Door follows June, a rebellious teen girl trapped in a parallel realm and inhabited by magical creatures who must find her way to home before time runs out. Uh, I've not heard anything about this game before. And I'm, I'm scrolling down on Nintendo's site right now and looking at some of the screenshots. It's, it's kind of a cool looking puzzle game. I, 
part of it reminds me of Puzzle Quest, but I don't really think that it should remind me of Puzzle Quest. Oh, there's a video. Let's let's look at the video real quick. And uh, if you're if you're just listening to it, uh, I'm just going to keep talking about like what the game is. It's weird. There's like these weird women with tall ears and stuff. Uh, a a very anime kind of thing going on but then it's got this cool puzzle element like the combat I, I i like the i like games where they try and integrate puzzle stuff into um the the main combat of the game speaking of which i'm going to take a second and stop and i want to go back to puzzle quest because i mentioned that a second ago uh someone posted in our discord and if you haven't joined our discord yet you're missing out join the discord uh, a game called Gems of War. Now, I've not played it yet, uh, but it's a free-to-play game, and I'm going to download it and check it out. And uh, I, I saw a screenshot of it, and I was like, oh my goodness, is this Puzzle Quest? And if you've never played Puzzle Quest, and you have access to a, a, a 3DS or a DS even, uh, pause the, the podcast, or better yet, put on your headphones and go to the nearest GameStop and try and see if you can find a copy of Puzzle Quest for your DS or 3DS. Because it'll play, it is an old DS game, and it's incredibly good, really, really fun. It's a match three RPG, uh, super fun game. So that's my recommendation to you. If you can find an old copy of Puzzle Quest to play on your DS, oh man, you have got hundreds of hours of, of fun. Well, maybe not hundreds, dozens of hours of fun ahead of you. So I highly recommend it. Uh, April 2nd, we've got another game coming out called Darksiders War Mastered Edition. I've never played a Darksiders game, but uh, I've heard that they're fantastic dark versions of like Zelda. And uh, this one is coming out on April 2nd. It says, deceived by the forces of evil into prematurely bringing out, bringing about the end of the world, war, the first horseman of the apocalypse, stands accused of breaking the sacred law by inciting a war between heaven and hell. In the slaughter that ensued, the dynamic, demonic forces defeated the heaven heavenly hosts and laid claim to the earth. The Darksiders War Mastered Edition game is available on April 2nd. The one thing I will say about this, and I don't know if this version has it, but Mark Hamill, like I've seen videos of Darksiders, Mark Hamill, uh, Luke Skywalker, the Joker in the Batman games, he voices a character in at least the first one. I don't know if that continues through all of them, but you know, it's Mark Hamill and his voice is awesome and he sounds just like the Joker. So I recommend that you uh, check that out. I know a lot of people really like the Darksiders game or games. I've not played any of them. They are on my list of shame. Uh, oh, that's a good topic to have in the future. What are some games that are on our lists of shame? Um, hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to make that just for Nintendo stuff. So, uh, I have another podcast called Run Jump Stomp. I think I'm going to use that as a topic on Run Jump Stomp sometime soon because that's a general gaming podcast. All right. Uh, there's a couple of things here for activities. You can earn 150 Nintendo Platinum points by finding Poochie Pups. Uh, they're hiding on the official site for Yoshi's Crafted World. So if, if you want to get Platinum points, then there you go. And they also are saying to celebrate the launch of Yoshi's Crafted World, my Nintendo 
is bringing Yoshi themed rewards starting on March 29th. Redeem your points to get wallpapers, calendars, and more. That never appeals to me. I don't. Nintendo needs to do something else with those platinum points because those are just so boring. I don't know if you guys have been around paying attention to Nintendo stuff for long enough, but they used to have physical rewards. And I didn't really pay attention uh, back when they had physical rewards. So I missed out on a bunch of cool stuff, but they don't have that anymore. And I I wish that they would go back to that because that was so, so cool. Uh, There's also a whole list of indie games that are coming out or uh, other games that are coming out as well. I'm just looking through the list real quick. The things that jump out to me are um, uh, Sega Ages, Alex Kidd and Miracle World and Sega Ages Gain Ground. Those two are jumping out to me as ooh Sega Ages because they're doing cool stuff with their retro games. Anyway, that's the Nintendo download. Let's move on. As Nintendo begins to take on new forms, it's important that we can measure how addictive they truly are. So a, a, a while back, I saw this game on Steam and I added it to my wish list back when I played PC games a lot. And I don't really play PC games anymore. And I'm not going to get into the whole reason why you, you guys have heard me talk about it a bunch of times. But there was this game on the uh, on the PC called Always Awakening. It's got a terrible, terrible name. But it very much reminded me of The Legend of Zelda 2, the old NES game. Now, this is more with with updated visuals. Uh, It it looks nicer than Zelda 2 because it's got more of a more of a 16 bit look, but it looks like it plays like Zelda 2. And it's definitely a game that I've been interested in trying out, but I never have. Now, the developer, Elden Pixels, they recently tweeted at Nintendo of America, and I'm, I'm not going to say why yet, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, another game that I, have play- that I have played on PC that I have not played uh, on Switch is Crypt of the Necrodancer. Uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer is this really cool rhythm roguelike game where you have to go through a dungeon and defeat monsters but you have to do it to the beat of the beat of the music and it got a lot of attention recently because nintendo allowed the uh the the dev for crypt of the necro dancer to take on nintendo ip um specifically um zelda with the new version of Crypt of the Necrodancer called Cadence of Hyrule. Now, why am I bringing all of this up? Well, I'm bringing this up because it seems like Nintendo is loosening the grips. They're, it, it, it kind of opened the gates. When Nintendo did that, it's like, hey, look, if you are an independent developer and you do a good job on your game and prove yourself as being uh, a developer that can how do I want to say this, that can think outside the box and make something unique and awesome, then maybe, just maybe if you're lucky, Nintendo will say, hey, why don't you do that, but do it with a Nintendo twist? And I've been thinking about this. I think it would be amazing if we had a bunch of indie devs with access to Nintendo's IP, of course, with Nintendo's approval, to make... Nintendo intellectual property games like Mario games and Zelda games and Star Fox games. Wait a second. We already we already have that. 
We have Cadence of Hyrule for Zelda. We have uh, Mario Plus Rabbids from Ubisoft. And we have Starlink from Ubisoft. I mean, Ubisoft isn't exactly an indie dev, but you get my meaning. It would be awesome to see more and more of this, especially with indie devs doing something small and 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 bite-sized and, and really cool. And Elden Pixels obviously agrees because they tweeted uh, at Nintendo of America. They said, hey, at Nintendo America and at Nintendo Europe, if you'd like to work with other talented indie developers, We'd love to remake or do a follow-up to Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. We're pretty sure we'd do a great job. And like I said, I've never played Always, but I've heard really good things about it. Res TV in chat, uh, my co-host for StadiaCast, by the way, uh, he just said Always is fantastic. I hate the name because I want to say Always instead of Always, but that's beside the point. Um, it looks like a Zelda 2 clone, and I, I don't see a problem with with uh, them getting access to uh, either remake Zelda two or make Zelda three. You know, the sequel to Zelda two. I think that would be really, really awesome. Um, do you guys think that they should have a crack at this? I think that they do. Uh, and here's my here's my big question that maybe you guys can answer next time. What indie dev can you think of that you would like to see with a chance at a Nintendo IP and what IP would that be? So for instance, I'm a really, really big fan of, um, oh my God, the name of the dev escaped me. I'm going to scroll down because I'm in their discord server, uh, Atui. I'm a big fan of Jules Watson and his dev team, Atui. They make some really good games. One of my favorite Metroidvania games, uh, it, which is also on the Switch, is called Neo... Oh my god, my brain isn't remembering it. Uh, Zeo Drifter, not Neo Drifter. Zeo Drifter. Fantastic game. I would love it if Atui got to get their grubby little hands on the Metroid uh, series. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Just another side-scroller? I think that that would be very, very cool. Um, Fisto says Yacht Club Games for Wario. Anyway, th that's a good one. I want you guys to either call, tweet, email, let me know what you think would be an awesome combination of indie dev and Nintendo IP. Um, I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter, RunJumpStomp at gmail.com. And of course, you can use the Anchor app and call in, leave a voicemail, and uh, I'll play it on the show. Look down in your hands. What do you see? You see a Nintendo Switch. Now look up. What do you see? I don't know. I'm not you. Look down again. Now you see a phone. What's on that phone? Switchlist.app. It's used by over 100,000 Switch owners. That's 100,000. That is a lot. What is Switchlist.app? It's a very cool alternative to the eShop. It's not where you buy your games, but it's where you find out about your games. It's where you can search for games. Never miss a sale and save a ton of money on Switch games by getting alerts when they go on sale. Track your collection and your wish list and interact with thousands of other Switch owners. Again, that's switchlist.app. Check it out today. Hey, listen. There's not much to say about these next two stories, so I'm not going to spend too much time on them. Uh, Perfect World Entertainment is bringing... Uh, one of their games to the Switch, hopefully more, 
Uh, if you don't know who they are, they are basically like the American uh, arm of uh, some Chinese company who I can't remember. It's not important. They've got some pretty decent games, games like Torchlight 1 and Torchlight 2. The first game that they are bringing to the Nintendo Switch is called Hob, which I don't know anything about. It's an adventure game of some kind that seems to look kind of cool. I'll bring up uh, some video for the uh, for the people watching on on Twitch. Uh, it, it's like a third person uh, uh, adventure game. Looks kind of neat. And uh, but that's not why I'm excited about this this uh, news story. The the reason that I'm excited for this is because they also are in charge of a fantastic MMO, which is called Neverwinter. Uh, Neverwinter takes place in the Dungeons and Dragons universe in the city of Neverwinter, and uh, you. You go through and uh, you can make like, they've got, I think, eight classes now. You can be like a cleric or a great weapon fighter or a uh, sword and shield kind of person or a paladin. Um, uh, you can be like a wizard or a rogue. I can't remember all of them. Uh, a necromancer and a ranger. I think that's all of them now. Uh, but it's got some really fantastic combat and I really have enjoyed it when I played it on PC a long time ago and it got ported to PS4 and Xbox one a couple of years ago. And you know what? The switch is severely lacking the existence of options for people to play MMOs on the switch. And I just want people to play more MMOs, because they're like some of my favorite genres or MMOs. Oh, man, speaking of MMOs, I, I, I'm going to try not to go off on another tangent, but uh, Yoshi P, uh, he is the director of Final Fantasy 14. He he just stated because he was interviewed, I think, at GDC, and he just stated that he is currently still in talks with Nintendo and uh, and, and as well as Microsoft and Sony trying to work out cross play and if they can get that worked out i know i said this forever ago uh if they can get that worked out then they're going to bring final fantasy 14 to the switch he seemed very positive that it was going to happen but he didn't he couldn't say it like 100 uh so you know take that with a grain of salt that's another fantastic mmo that that i think that people should play uh anyway uh i don't know if you guys are interested in neverwinter or not uh but I'm a fan of theirs, and uh, I haven't played in years because I've, I kind of got what I needed out of it, but I want more people to have access to the genres that they like, and right now, there's almost nothing to play on the uh, on the Nintendo Switch for, for MMO stuff. Um, uh, Fisto in chat says, Torchlight Frontiers has an alpha opt-in up. Uh, what platform is that on, Fisto? Because that sounds interesting. While I'm waiting for him to answer, let's talk about another game. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you've probably heard me talk about SteamWorld Quest and uh, the SteamWorld games in general and how I'm a big fan of Image Informed Games, which is the development company that uh, works on SteamWorld stuff. They always find a way to put their spin on 
whatever it is, whatever genre it is that they're tackling. And SteamWorld is just such a cool world to inhabit where everybody's robots and they're, they're like these steampunk style robots with like valves sticking off of them, of them, of them and stuff like that. And they, they kind of turned a lot of heads with the announcement of SteamWorld Quest for the Nintendo Switch. I don't know, like one or two directs ago. I can't remember. But we finally have a, <clears throat> excuse me, we finally have a release date. The game is supposed to be coming out on April 25th. So that's less than a month away. And it is currently an exclusive for the Nintendo Switch, at least for the time being. When it comes out, it's going to be $25. Uh, that's going to be, you know, SteamWorld games, uh, image informed games. They just do such a great job. So I'm a big fan of theirs. And I, I hope that this is as good as I think it's going to be. I should probably explain what kind of game it is. SteamWorld Quest is a RPG, turn-based style RPG, like traditional RPGs, but with like a card battling mechanic. Uh, that's really all we know about it. Uh, that, and it's a SteamWorld game. So that's automatically like, yeah, that's automatically awesome. Uh, and uh, Fisto replied that Torchlight Frontiers is a PC-only game. So, boo, because I don't want to play a game on PC. I want to play it on a uh, console. Uh, I don't know. Maybe If it has controller support, then maybe I'll check it out. All right. Um, we, we talked about a lot of stuff here. Let's get to feedback from you guys. You've been back to the future of the movies. Now go there on your NES. Uh, this just in, you guys. This is some, this is some pretty big news. Um, you can get uh, a year. A year of Nintendo Switch online for free right now. Well, yeah, for free. You can get it for free. Uh, if you have Twitch Prime, well, actually, let's back up. If you have Amazon Prime, then you also have Twitch Prime. You just have to link your accounts. And if you link your accounts, uh, then one of the things that they're giving away, and I'll put this link in the show notes, one of the things that they are giving away is... Uh, three months of Nintendo Switch Online, okay? Three months, that's awesome, right? Three months of Nintendo Switch Online for free. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, hold on, you said a year. Okay, Af after you claim that, 60 days after your first claim, you can then claim nine more months of Nintendo Switch Online. So you get the three months at the beginning for free, Okay, uh, after you get those three months for free, after two months, you come back to this page and then you can click for another nine months. So for the full year. Now, hang on a second, Bill. I don't have Amazon Prime and I would have to pay like a hundred whatever dollars to get it. So how is it that I can get this for free? Okay, I understand your quandary. Let me explain. You can get that for free. Amazon Prime, if you have never had Amazon Prime, you can get Amazon Prime for free right now. All you got to do, and I, I don't like to advertise my stuff right now on the show because I actually have actual advertisers, uh, but this is more of like a PSA. Uh, you can get Amazon Prime for free through me. All right. All you got to do is go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Okay, that's runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. I'm bringing it up right now. And then you can scroll down. Um, where is it here? Here it is right here. You scroll down to 
Amazon Prime and it says click here for a free 30 day trial of Amazon Prime. So if you go to my site, runjumpstomp.com slash thank you, you, you scroll down to the little Amazon Prime logo and you click underneath it, it says click here, you get 30 days free of Amazon Prime, which is also Twitch Prime. And that means you can then claim uh, that that um, the shoot when my brain stopped working, the the Nintendo online thing. Uh, and then in addition to that, I've got some some better news for me. You can also use your Twitch Prime as a free subscription to a Twitch streamer of your choice. I think you might know somebody. All right. So uh, there's your PSA. Thank you to Res TV uh, for letting me know about this while I was recording the show. That was awesome of you. Uh, make sure that you guys do that and do it fast uh, because that's really cool. Oh, let's uh, let's look real quick. It says offer only available in select countries. Um, you have to be 13 plus and I'm not seeing anything else here. Ah, this offer can only be claimed once. Okay. Anyway, there you go. Get yourself some free, you know, save some money. And uh, then you can play some of those uh, old Nintendo games online for free. And you can play Tetris. Um, Tetris. What the hell is Tetris thing? Tetris craziness? Uh, Tetris Legends? Tetris Fortnite? Tetris? What is it? Tetris 99. Thank you, Vaxxer. Tetris 99. You can play Tetris 99. Okay, Bill. Shut up. So that's the new Super Nintendo Entertainment System. What about it? They say it has 16-bit technology, whatever that means. Oh, I see. What else do they say? That it has 3D graphics and digital stereo sound, and that Super Mario World is included. Okay, okay, we'll get it for them. All right, a couple episodes ago, I asked you for what are your some of your favorite lesser-known indie games that are available on the Nintendo Switch, and I got a bunch of answers. I'm going to start with uh, somebody sent me a message on Twitter and my there we go right here uh they said uh this is from uh valoriant uh it, it cut off his dang name uh, it's from tim we'll say and it says for your indies under the radar uh this game is so much fun not real single player but about as much fun as you can have with your buddies online or on the couch been playing on P pc and ps4 can't put wait to play this on switch soon and that is duck game it's 12.99 or it's it's going to be 12.99 and it comes on may 2nd i don't know anything about that game i've heard good things but i've never really looked into it so uh thank you very much valorian uh i think it's theater uh on 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 twitter um sel selgin i don't know how to say his name uh, they said, hey, Bill, uh, thanks for your show. You always accompany me on the road between home and work. Well, drive safe. Uh, I love Nindies since I play some on 3DS, then Wii U, and now on Switch. There are more and more, and it's not easy to be aware of all of them. So my favorites on the Switch, which are not so known, are Faerun Collection, uh, they say it's the best Nindies on 3DS, and it also plays on the Switch. It's a Zelda-like uh, action RPG with an 8-bit style. Uh, it's very nice and has a lot of cool puzzles. 
uh, Yoku's Island Express, which right now in chat, Res TV is going to be like, oh my God, I love that game. Um, it's basically a big pin, uh, uh, an adventure game with like pinball mechanics. And uh, I've heard very, very good things about that. Um, Vaxer saying, what's the name of the game? What game? You got to be more specific, Vaxer. Um, it's got platforming and open world exploration and has really, really good handmade graphics. Uh, it's called the duck game, Vaxer, the duck game. <laughs> um, then there's one called Coloro. It's a puzzle platform game, kind of like Super Meat Boy with a unique button to play. A unique button to play? I'm not sure what he means by that. Uh, really beautiful and dreamlike. And then there's Tumbleseed, which I actually reviewed the PS4 version of Tumbleseed a million years ago, it feels like. I hated it. Uh, it was too hard for me. But, you know, that doesn't mean that it's it's uh, inherently bad. It just means it wasn't for Bill. Um, they say it was released at the beginning of the Switch. It's a roguelike about balancing a seed up a dangerous and ever-changing mountain. So every time you play the game, it's the like the mountain that you're climbing are, is different. So it's kind of like a rogue, a roguelike. Um, it is very, very uh, colorful. Uh, not easy, but really addictive. I found it to be extremely frustrating, but that's just me because uh, I kept dying and I didn't like the control method where you, you basically had this big board and you moved the joysticks to get it to tilt left or right. Uh, and then you're like a seed that would roll left or right on the on the uh, on this board and you had to make sure that you avoided obstacles as the board moved up. So I, hopefully I'm explaining that right. Um, and there are a lot more that I like. Penkapu, I've played that. It's cool. Uh, Dimension Drive, Semisphere. I got a review copy of that, which was really cool. My son and I played it very puzzly or no. I might be confusing that with another game, but I definitely have played Semisphere and I don't, I can't remember much about it, but I did enjoy what I played. Uh, Voids, which is like this rhythm game. Kamiko, which is a quick ARPG. The Room, Baba is You. And uh, that's right. And then he said, uh, I could talk a long time about them. Have a nice day. Thank you very much for sending in that email. Speaking of email, um, I got another email. This isn't about the indie games. Actually, we'll come back to that email in a second. I want to go to our Discord channel. If you haven't joined our community Discord, you are missing out. There's awesome people in there. Make sure you get in there and have conversations with rad people. Uh, let's see. Mr. Tomato Head in the Discord. He said, games that are awesome but didn't get a lot of attention. Full Metal Furies. Uh, this is a really cool top-down action game. Uh, four player, uh, I think up to four player. I only played it single player. It was really tough. Yeah, yeah, it says four players right there. Uh, it's made by the same people who did Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy is awesome. Uh, it is a side-scrolling brawler like uh, Castle Crashers, but it's more top-down than side-scrolling. Um, with a very heavy emphasis on co-op, and each of the four characters play very differently. Uh, their mistake was not getting out the message that half the content and true ending relied on solving puzzles. Some required a lot of thinking. I've read they get hard enough that you will want to break out a pen and paper. I've played a bit with the wife and a couple of other people. It's fun, but even the combat gets challenging. And he's right. It was really tough. Uh, it's really easy to pass up or miss the puzzle elements. 
Uh, so thank you for that, Mr. Tomato Head. Let me actually move this over to a different screen. Uh, let's see. Hopple said, uh, my, my favorite indie game right now is currently Moonlighter. Uh, also, a special mention of Horizon Chase Turbo, which is a very cool racing game in Dead Cells. Moonlighter is this cool game where you play as like this dungeon delver, right? You know how in most most games where you go into a dungeon and collect loot and then you come back and then you sell it to the store? That's not what Moonlighter is. Moonlighter, you go down into the dungeon, you collect loot, you come up, and then you sell it to customers. And it's kind of got this whole um, set the price thing for your store. And, and that's the part where it lost me. I like the idea of it, but I got like... I found it was too many decisions for me, and I so I kind of said nope uh, on that one. But it was it was kind of cool, uh, very very neat looking game. Um, so thank you guys for the emails uh, about uh, about your favorite indie games. You can you can keep those coming if you want. I also got an email from Jacob. He said, "Hey Bill, on the show you were talking about games. I'm sorry about names for the new Switch model." How about Super Nintendo Switch? It's catchy, uh, but that would be better for a next-gen model of the Switch instead of just an improved model. Thanks for the great show. I'm an every-show listener. Best regards, Jacob. Thank you very much, Jacob. That is awesome of you to listen to all of this stuff that I do. Uh, I also, I've mentioned a few times, you guys can call in with the Anchor app and leave a voice message, and we've got a listener that did that. Uh, so let's hear what they have to say. Hey, Bill, it's Jeremy. Long time, first time. Uh, I just had a thought about these rumors uh, from the Wall Street Journal about two new Switch designs. What if that design that is for hardcore gamers, quote unquote, is a version of the Switch that just plugs into the TV? So there's no handheld mode. There's no detachable controllers. There's no dock. It's just a little box. I mean, imagine how cheap and how small you could get it if it just had to be the guts of the machine and nothing else. Because I know plenty of people who love their PS4, love their Xbox, but they're interested in games like when, uh, Breath of the Wild but they don't necessarily want to spend $300 on a Switch. But you make it $100, I think that they'd be a lot more inclined, even if they can't take it with them wherever they go. So thanks for all the podcasts, and keep up the good work. You know, that's something that people have kind of been bandying about ever since the Switch came out. Could you make a version of this for a drastically lower price? I don't think you'd get down to 100 bucks, but for a drastically lower price, if you didn't have to buy the screen and, you know, some of the other stuff, uh, I don't know what price they could get down to, but it could be cheaper. And I don't think that that would be a bad idea. Uh, I know that the whole thing marketing around the Switch is, you know, you play it your way wherever the hell you, <clears throat> excuse me, wherever the hell you want. And yeah, that wouldn't work for this, but I don't think of it, I don't think of that as necessarily a bad thing. Nintendo even talked about this a while back, the fact that they said probably about half of the people who have a Switch play it primarily docked, and half of the people who buy a Switch buy it, or I'm sorry, play it primarily in handheld. And I'm sure that there are a large portion of the people who, who play it docked probably only play it docked. So I don't think that that's a bad idea. I certainly think that Nintendo would sell some of them, especially if they were at a, a cheaper price. But 
I I don't know. I I think that a hundred dollars is too low. I don't think that that's a, a target that they're going to hit. Uh, when they were selling the Switch back in 2017, when it first launched, I think that there was somebody who did the math and found out that um, that they were making like ten dollars per Switch. I don't know if if they can cut corners enough to get it down there. But it's definitely an interesting thought. Uh, what do you guys think, everybody out there who's listening? I, I would love to hear your opinions on whether or not you think that a home-only Switch would succeed. And does it need to succeed? It's it's just giving people more options. And, and the more I think about it, the more I think more options is always a good thing. At least I think so. I could be wrong. Let me know why I'm wrong. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you, everybody, for writing in or calling in. You guys are fantastic. Thank you to the live chat for hanging out with me. Um, I, I really appreciate it. If you want to become part of the community, absolutely. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Uh, I already said how you can get a hold of me. If you're looking for ways to support the show, runjumpstomp.com slash thank you go there sign up for that amazon prime thing and get your free uh free year of nintendo switch online by the way if you already subscribe to a family plan that won't work for you but if you subscribe to the individual plan then you can take advantage of that so make sure that you do um let's see if you want to check out more shows like this go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows the music from today's show can be found over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. And it is a balloon trip remix by Noteblock. That's it for today's episode. I will see you guys all on Saturday. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.